everyone. Welcome back to Around the Table, the podcast for Redemption Women from Tempe, Arizona. My name is Dina Rogers, and I'm here at the table today with my friend Lori and our friend Grace, who is an open ID group host for Redemption Women during the seasons. And we're just really grateful that you guys are here. And um, it's the first time that we've ever actually done this around a really beautiful table because we're at Lori's house. So thank you for hosting us today, Lori. Yeah, I'm glad that you guys could join us here at my house. And um, I have a dog that may wander around. You may hear a few house noises, but it's all good. Sounds good. <laughs> it's the kind of table I like to be around, actually. <laughs> and Grace, welcome. Thank you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, just your season of life, and maybe what you're doing this summer and sure stuff like that? My name is Grace Joy, and I am married. My husband's name is Lidget. And I have two girls. Uh, my daughter Asha is almost four next month, and my daughter Priya will be one the end of this month. So wow, fun! Yeah, and I get to stay home with them. I'm a stay-at-home mom, so Very cool. which I enjoy. <laughs> How long have you attention, uh, attended Redemption? Almost four years. So right about the time that Asha was born, we started coming to Redemption. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I I know you didn't grow up around this area, but have you been in the Phoenix area for a while? I've been in Tempe for about, I believe it's like seven years now. Okay. So, unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> but God put me here, so I'm here. Very cool. Well, I'd love for us to go back to the beginning of your story. Sure. I don't know a lot about it, but what I do know is so intriguing. So I hope that, um, yeah, we get to ask you some fun questions. So I know that you grew up in China. Yes. Um, <laughs> but could you talk to us just about that, why you were there, and also... Um, when you came, when you, how you started to know Jesus and how sure. those things tied together. Sure. Yeah. So my parents were missionaries in China, uh, for 12 years. My dad went like right after I was born <laughs> and my mom joined him on the field, uh, when I was eight months old and we were there till I was 12. So grew wow. up in China, actually mostly in Hong Kong for mm-hmm. eight, eight of those years. Um, so do you speak the language? I don't. <laughs> I wish that I did. Um, yeah. Because we were in Hong Kong for eight of the 12 years, mm-hmm. and that was during the time that the British controlled Hong Kong, all the kids learned English in school, and they wanted to practice their English. So yeah. I just never had to be forced to learn the language. Mm-hmm. So. Did you go to a public school? No, I was homeschooled partially, and then the other part of the time I went to like a small school for like some Hong Kong children, some missionary children. So, yeah, tell us what that was like and how you met Jesus. Sure. So my parents love the Lord a lot and um, are just amazing people of faith. And I think one of the things that I really respect about them is that they always said us kids were a part of their calling, that whatever God called them to do, we were called to do as well. So we were always included in the ministry. So from as far back as I can remember, I can remember witnessing to people and just loving Jesus and having this heart of like, I want you to know this awesome person I know and love. And um, I think the great thing about it was that I got to see people get excited when they meet Jesus. And so from as far back as I can remember, it was like, Jesus is this awesome person you need to know. <laughs> um, and they gave me that that opportunity. Yeah. So, yeah. How many kids in your family? There's four of us, the oldest, and then I have a sister, a brother, and then a youngest sister. 
Wow. And they all love Jesus. They all love Jesus. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Oh, how fun. So then what happened next? So you were 12 and you came back to the United Mm -hmm. States. Yeah. And tell us a little bit, you know, we're going to be talking this fall in our um, small groups, in our ID groups about our faith stories. Mm -hmm. And I just, for me, I think all moms love to sit around and talk about, Mm -hmm. oh, tell us about when your baby was born. Because those are really cool mom stories. Or there's just wedding stories or connection stories. Um, I think as Christians, one of my favorite things more than any of those other stories is tell us, can you tell me about knowing Jesus in Mm. your life? And um, how did that, how did that become, you know, I think especially for those of us who come to Jesus, come to faith as children, Mm -hmm. at some point it becomes your own Yes. Yeah. So can you talk about that? You know, you sure. understood it from your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. How did it, do you remember a time when it really became your own choice? Yeah, I, I would say the time where it seems like it really sunk into the very being of who I was, was um, I had a lot of fear and anxiety, um, especially between the ages of like seven and 20, uh, sorry, 17 <laughs> and mm-hmm. 20, um, where I'd have a lot of like anxiety attacks and panic attacks and just a lot of fear. And um, so I would cry out to God. And that's actually how I found prayer. I I just, I was like, nothing's working. What do I do? Um, and I started praying. And that's where mm-hmm. God showed up and and freed me from fear. And, um, and in that process, I came to know who he was. And he was my savior, my Lord, my friend. And so that's, I would say, when it really, I was like, this is mine. Yeah. I, he really knows me fully. So, yeah, oh, that's really cool. You know, you've told us in the past about um, memorizing scripture. Can you mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit? Since that's part of who Redemption Women is, we right. want to memorize God's word. And you had a great story about big chunks of scripture. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was very like into memorizing scripture and she expected us kids to memorize scripture. So um, we always were working on some Bible verse or like as we got older, she would have us memorize small books of the Bible. Um, so that was definitely a part of like growing up is knowing God's word. Um, for, to be honest, personally for me, it's actually a struggle. Um, it's an area of my life where I don't feel like I'm very disciplined. Um, and I, I feel like part of it is because of this experience I had of growing up with it and that, um, being in China, we were followed, we were bugged. Um, we, you know, government officials once tried to kidnap me to get at my parents. And so for me, memorizing scripture came from this place of my mom would always say, we could be put in prison and you kids will be left alone, or you could be put in prison. (laughs) And so she would say, my heart's desire is that if that ever were to happen, you would know God's word and that you would know he is in your heart and he is present no matter if you're alone or if you're in a scary situation, which is amazing. And it's a wonderful gift that she gave me. But I think sometimes for me personally, I struggle because that's kind of the way scripture memorization has been framed for me. And so I'm still, I think, in a place where I'm trying to get past that and come to a new understanding of hiding God's word in my heart, not from a place of fear. Wow. (laughs) So, Yeah, we just don't, we don't have stories like that here in the States. So that's amazing. And I think we should mention too, that Grace is a strawberry blonde. (laughs) (laughs) So she probably stood out a little bit in China. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That is a crazy story. So how, how do you as a mom Mm -hmm. 
reframe that for mm-hmm. your children. Right. Um, I as I don't I don't know why I'm assuming that you are teaching your kids to memorize scripture, but are you memorizing scripture with them? Well, or what I how do yeah tell us about that and and really how do you reframe it so it right, isn't scary? Right. So yeah, I mean obviously, like I said, my mom helping us memorize scripture was this tremendous gift. Um, for me, I try to expose them to God's word. And one of the ways that I do that, I think, is a way that she did it that felt secure and safe, which was she recorded herself reading scripture. And every night when we would go to sleep, she would play that. And so we would go to sleep hearing God's word in our mom's voice. Oh. And that was really comforting. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so that's what I do for my daughters. Um, we, I have scripture, and they listen to it at night as they go to sleep because that's comforting. And I want his word to be familiar. Mm-hmm. And I know there's large portions of scripture that I have memorized just because that's what I went to sleep hearing every night over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. Um, so I know it works. Um, and I, I would say the other thing for me is where I have found the scripture that I've memorized become powerful effect and effective is through prayer. That's when it changed for me. Um, because when I would try to use the scripture that I memorized in moments of fear, it just felt empty and it didn't feel like it was working. But as soon as I started praying and God would bring his, his word to my mind, it all of a sudden would be powerful and effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to do with my girls is teach them to pray and teach them to pray with God's language so that as scripture becomes familiar, it will become powerful and effective as they use prayer. Yeah, well, so. that's amazing, very wise. <laughs> Sometimes I've had conversations with people about, well, how, you know, is it okay to, we teach children um, words that they don't even understand yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've often thought about, you know, that like when Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, oh, from infancy, you've mm-hmm. known the Holy Scriptures, which yes. have been able to make you wise unto salvation. Mm-hmm. And I've thought, a lot of times I didn't wait until my children understood the words I love you mm-hmm. to say I love you. Right. They just grew up no, never remembering the first time they heard those words. Mm-hmm. Before they had language, I gave them love through my language mm-hmm. by just saying that. Right. And so I remember I, we, I have five kids, but when my youngest was born, I was really thinking through that and right. thinking about Timothy and how he had known scripture from mm-hmm. the time he was a child. And I always, for all of my kids, would sing to them at night before mm-hmm. they went to sleep. And sometimes Jesus Loves Me or right. songs about little ducks or whatever. Um, but I remember with my daughter, my mm-hmm. youngest, thinking, I'm going to sing scripture to her. Mm. And that those words are so much a part of her, yeah. the fabric of her yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. She doesn't remember the first time she heard them. Right. But they have been able to make her wise unto salvation. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm just, when you say that you read scripture to your daughters, but earlier you said they're almost four and almost one, mm-hmm. do they get it? Maybe not. Right. But from your story, it sounds like the scripture that was instilled in you yeah, at a absolutely. young age became so relevant mm-hmm. and you're able to just grab it. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, that's really my hope cool. for them. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Well, Grace, can you tell us about your ID group? Sure. Since you've been a host, how did that start and who's in it? And what? tell us some stories maybe about your ID group. Okay. Yeah, so I'm an open ID group. Um, I started when I was pregnant with my daughter, Priya, 
that was the first semester that I led. Um, and that one went well. It was kind of just getting my feet wet and figuring out mm-hmm. how things work. Um, that one was fairly small, and we had kids for welcome. Um, but I didn't have anybody to watch the kids, so it was a little crazy because the kids were, like, running everywhere and stuff. So the second semester, I was like, I think we need someone here to help out. So um, we have somebody who comes in and watches our kids, um, and they just play in the other room. But they still kind of will run through, or if they need mom, they come get mom. But um, it, it works better that way. Yeah, yeah that's so. great. We I think that it's so important for us to have space for our especially moms with young kids to mm-hmm. me and we've had such gracious um id help hosts mm-hmm. that have opened their homes mm-hmm. or their spaces up to that but that has been one of the yeah struggles you know what right. how do we we don't want to have to not bring our kids right but how do we how do we do that so right. how do you guys do it do you guys all chip in for your child care or what do you do no uh, Honestly, it was just something where I was like, this is a way that I can give. And like very practically, you know, like we need someone to watch our kids. Um, I want to see women discipled in the Lord. And so what better way to give some money to that? And it's really not that much. So I just that was like something I wanted to do. I love to give when I I can see how it's practically happening. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that just seemed like a no brainer. So that's great. Cool. We've Larry and I've been talking lately about how much of the ministry of Redemption Women mm-hmm. um, really thrives because pe- women who know Jesus are willing to give of their mm-hmm. time and recognize their gifts mm-hmm. and find a space to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that two or five of us even can make the whole thing happen. Right. So right. how did you, did you grow up? I'm sh- I guess if you grew up in China, you grew up thinking that service was part of your yeah. Christian experience. Yeah. But, um, have you always been sort of engaged in some kind of... Yeah. Yeah. My parents, like I said, they were like, our calling is your calling. So until you leave the house, whatever God calls us to do, you have to participate was kind of the rule. (laughs) Um, And my parents serve very, very much in every capacity. So um, I grew up, yeah, leading Bible studies or being part of leading Bible studies. Um, My dad did ministry with orphans. So... um, we, we didn't know that Christmas you got presents. We mm-hmm. thought that Christmas was you give presents to oh. other people. We came back to America and we were like, wait a minute, we've been totally ripped <laughs> off here. <laughs> um, but no, like that was just a part of our, our growing up was taking care of the orphan, the widow, the, you know, yeah. all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and my parents would always tell us, you never wait for somebody to serve. God calls you to serve first. And so that was honestly when I heard about Redemption Women, that was just my instinct of like, well, don't wait for someone who can do child care. Serve. So don't wait until my baby's actually born. Just do it while I'm right. pregnant. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. That's big. Yeah. That's huge. So that was kind of where I was yeah. just coming from. Like, and tell me about this. Did you, it seems to me like you actually love it. Oh, I do. Like serving isn't, oh, I'm going to, I know I'm supposed to serve. Right. I have to do it. It mm. doesn't really fit my lifestyle. Like how do you integrate serving into your lifestyle in a way that's joyful mm. and um, fulfilling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's definitely been a journey for sure because my parents do serve a lot and expected us to serve. There were times where it felt too much. Um, and I would say my early 20s, I was really involved in a lot of things. Um, I was going to their church, the Salvation Army, with them. And so it was 
serving in many capacities and kind of reached a burnout point and just said, hands off, I'm mm-hmm. done. <laughs> and um, took like two years of really doing nothing. I said no to everything. Um, and really just kind of was asking God, like, what's going on? And I would say during those two years, I discovered that um, I felt I was earning my mm-hmm. salvation, not maybe salvation, but like earning favor with him and realizing that I had been serving from the wrong place and that was why I was burning out. And so for me now, what I use as an indicator is, does this bring me closer to him? Does this, do I feel his delight in his heart? And if I do, I lean in more. And if I don't feel that, then I say, okay, no, this is not for me. Um, But I also wanna encourage other people because if I can't serve in that way, there are other people who will find his heart of delight in that service. Yeah. And so if if you know you're not the person for that, send someone else their way. (laughs) Well, and I think it's great too that you took a Sabbath and that Mm -hmm. you took that time to look to God for some direction in that. And that's important. And and his work still went on even though you weren't doing it for a little bit. Yeah, I think that was the biggest lesson, honestly, was like this mentality of like, oh, if I don't do this, God's work won't be done. And he was like, no, I'm working regardless of whether you're involved or not. Yeah, there's a whole body. Yeah. Such, when you're talking, I was just thinking, yeah, God God made this to work so that no Mm -hmm. one piece has to do the whole thing. Right. So, well, we are so thankful that the piece he's called you to is leading an Mm -hmm. idea. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So how fun. Have you had the same women in your group? Um, how does that work for you? I would say the last two semesters, I've had a core group of maybe like six to eight women who come pretty regularly. And um, it's been fun because we're starting to really get to know each other on like a very deep level. Um, the two semesters before that were kind of more come and go, you know, trying to get to know everybody. And honestly, I like both. Mm-hmm. I love to meet new people. I love to hear new stories. And so that's fun. Um, but I'm also really enjoying this this time where we're getting to know each other. And then this last semester, I had gallbladder issues. And so I think it was halfway through, I had we closed the group just so I could kind of get through that. Mm-hmm. And that was even kind of a nice bonus surprise in that because it was just the same women every week. We really went a lot deeper. And and it happened also around the time when we did the, the lesson on lament. Mm. And so that was just beautiful because it was like this safe, protected place. And we really got to just lament together um, and just sat for like, I don't know, it was like an hour, two hours, just sitting with each other in this place um, in prayer. And it was really beautiful. That was my favorite week by far. Mm. Um, wow. So. Well, Caitlin Anderson will be really happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a beautiful. Uh, well, for anyone who may be thinking about starting an ID group mm-hmm. or hosting one, whether it's an open one or mm-hmm. if it's just with a few friends at a coffee shop or in their living room. Mm-hmm. Um, what encouragement and what could would you give them and what kind of tips to mm-hmm. like actually, you know, especially for someone who thinks, I think I want to do this, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really know if I have what it takes or right. I haven't done it before. Right. How would you speak to that? I would say you have what it takes. If you love Jesus, you have what it takes. Um, the beautiful thing is the the lessons are all laid out. So all you have to do is just show up. And, you know, like I said, if you love Jesus, I mean, how hard is it to talk about him if you love him? And it's so much easier when you're getting around with other women who have that same heart. It just, it flows. Um, 
I haven't had an experience yet where I've met any of the women in redemption and felt like, oh, that's not working. They don't want to talk about Jesus. So, yeah, I think just try it. Mm-hmm. Try it, and you'll probably enjoy it. I know, for me, I'm always encouraged every week after. Well, I'm so thankful that you didn't wait until an easier season when mm-hmm. you didn't have, you know, you weren't pregnant or mm-hmm. you didn't have, a, you know, a toddler in the house, mm-hmm. but that you still served and that you found a way mm-hmm. to still be serving, using your gifts and your talents, even in, uh, you know, a very tiring and mm-hmm. taxing season in mm-hmm. your life. So I think that's just really great. Thanks. I can't hardly think of a better place to end than if you love Jesus. How hard can it be to gather with a group of women and talk about him Mm -hmm. and pray to him? Is there anything else that you wanted to talk to us about before we close? Anything you were hoping to say that we didn't ask? Mm -hmm. Uh, No, I mean. (laughs) All right. Well, we're just so grateful for your time. Thank you for meeting with us. Um, As we said earlier, we'll be back this summer um, periodically around the table as we um, can get together. We have, there's a lot of vacationing, but we have some people that are planning to sit with us here. So we will look forward to next time when we gather around the table again, immerse ourselves in scripture and disciple one another towards Jesus. Mm -hmm.